As we begin another episode of the Final Score Podcast, they are here. Uh, fall sports practices underway across Frederick County in a variety of sports. Football, uh, volleyball, cross country, girls and boys soccer, golf. Uh, the new edition of flag football this year. So looking forward to the seasons uh, getting started uh, in less than a month now. Golf will be underway in, in just a couple of weeks because they do run out of daylight uh, in, in the fall. It's kind of tough to play golf in the dark, um, so, so they have to start a little bit earlier. But uh, girls flag football will be a nice addition. Uh, always look forward to the start of football season. And on this week's episode, we'll talk to Joe Polis, uh, the head coach of the Walkers of Alliance. Always a very strong, incredible team. Uh, they play a very tough schedule and, and have another uh, tough uh, slate of games again this year. Uh, so look forward to talking to Joe about his team, uh, much of which is back from last year. Uh, a good group of returning players. So we'll talk to Joe about the upcoming season, expectations, and how long he might coach. Uh, he's been at his alma mater coaching for a long time. How long might he hang on? Because he no longer has kids that go to the school. Uh, oftentimes, you see football coaches, uh, they coach uh, at schools their children attend, but that hasn't been the case for Joe for a while, so we'll see how much longer he's interested in coaching and if he ever plans to uh, step aside. Uh, but first, uh, fresh off the beaches of uh, Southern California, we welcome back my colleague here at the FNP, Alexander Dacey, how was your trip, sir? It was pretty wonderful, actually. I was I was kind of joking around with some people. It's like the first legit week-long-plus vacation I've had in basically two years because the one last year got – I got COVID while I was at the beach last year. So that's, that's right. You were really, really confined to your <laughs> hotel room. Yeah, so that one didn't really count. But, uh, yeah, it was it was nice, and it was fun to fun to see a new place, uh, fun to – Check off a you know a place I'd been wanting to go to. Fun to check off a new ballpark. Saw uh, the, the Padres rally to beat the Dodgers Saturday night at Petco Park, which was which was a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, it was a really good trip. Uh, I, I and I've also said this to other people. It's like I, I I really enjoyed it and way more than I, I enjoyed LA. I was kind of ho hum on LA when I went back in uh, 2011. Uh, but I also could never ever ever moved to california it's I, I feel like i'm very much an east coast kind of guy but i'd be happy to visit you know visit san diego again it was a really nice nice city my opinion of san diego is it's got all the niceness of la without a lot of the crappiness of yes. la yes um yeah it's smaller so, mm-hmm. so that's part of it there, there's less people to to, to to ruin stuff sort of <laughs> but, but 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 it's a very nice city i i love uh my i have a distant cousin that lives out there i, I think he still does so I need to give him a call and see if I can arrange a trip because <laughs> that's, that's that's one of my favorite parts of the country too. Um, but yeah, this is your first real vacation as a professional, right? Your first like legit vacation as a professional because it wasn't that long ago you were you were a student at the University of Maryland and and now you're in the working world. Like you said, your first vacation didn't count, but 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 this one did. Yeah, and 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 again, it's it's just nice to get out and. Again, ha- have it have like an act of God not intervene for once. Um, though the funny thing about acts of God is, when were, you, we, were you ready for an earthquake to happen out there? I, I it was in the back of my mind, though it never did. But the the, the funny thing is, yo, how like it, we were like it basically never rains in San Diego. Well, within like two hours of us getting off the plane, it rained for like ten minutes. <laughs> so, so you guys you guys brought the dark cloud. Yes, basically. But uh, it, it 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 went away and cleared up, and the weather was 
was gorgeous all week as well, as expected. Well, the be the beaches were nice. Yeah, they were way wider than I was expecting them to be. Also, way more seaweed in the water than I was expecting. Um, so no, there no no red tide though. No a- God. A- anything like that. So. God no. When we were in Florida in 2018, we were we went to Sanibel with the explicit you know explicit you know, reason of like, oh, we're going to go like see all the cool shells and see these really like pristine beaches. And then we just couldn't go because the entire beach was. No, the dead, fi- the dead, dead fish were waiting yeah, for you. Yeah, the dead fish were waiting for us and the red tide, which made us unable to breathe. But was, um, was the seaweed like, uh, was it workable? Was it manageable or? Uh, yes. Um, it was more obnoxious some days than others. There were some days where it wasn't, there wasn't much, but there were some days where it was like, it was always wrapped around your ankles and you would thought like a fish or something was brushing by you. But then and you just realize, oh, I've got like five strands of seaweed on my leg. Then yeah, I just got, I just got to shake it off. But any jellyfish out there or anything? No, or? thank goodness. Okay, good. Um, I know because I know this is like on the on the Atlantic coast. This is like peak jellyfish time because when we've when we've gone to the Outer Banks before around this time of year, you've always got to like dodge those. But we fortunately did not have that. Um, the only actually sea life we like saw um, in like our part of the beach because we we stayed in Mission Beach, which is like one of the in one of the many little beach towns, and that one's a little more like family, uh, family oriented. So it's not as it was. It was very busy for sure, but it wasn't like quite as busy as some of the others. Um, but the only like real sea life we saw there was there was one day where there was like a little sort of baby like stingray that was just kind of you know slowly moving about, and then just kind of and when it cleared out that was that was it its so. mother or father weren't lurking around uh not that we saw <laughs> okay good that, 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 that's a good thing and no 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 dorsal fins sticking out of the water no. or anything like that no we did see dolphins which was nice. nice um and we saw when we went up to la jolla on one of the days we saw sea lions just sort of resting and barking and whatnot on the the rocks which well, was pretty cool were the dolphins were they randomly seen or was this a dolphin sort of experience that you No, this was through? randomly okay. we were just um my mom saw them one time she was just walking up the beach but like on, in, early in the morning by herself but then this time i was up actually so my my mom and my sister went paragliding like right along the coast um they, could, and they couldn't coax you out no, off the I, ledge or feet firmly on the ground okay, for me yeah, uh, it makes sense I'm, I'm i'm largely with you there so yeah. yeah so me and my dad were just watching but i when i when i went over to one spot to try to get a a, a, a see if i get a good vantage point I, I looked down at the water right below and it was like a little family of dolphins just kind of moving up there you go pretty awesome um i mean we we see them whenever we're in the outer banks usually you'll see dolphins at least once but it's always fun. <laughs> uh, air travel is a nightmare these days. Any sna- any snafus coming or going? Thankfully, the worst was when we were flying out. Um, we 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 checked everything like we got on on time, and then our like little jet bridge like got stuck, so we couldn't oh pull gosh. we couldn't pull back from the gate mm. for for like a good 15, 20 minutes. But wow, other, that, that's nothing. <laughs> other than that, we were fine. We got in before the storms on Monday, which was like just about an hour ahead of ahead of them, which was very fortunate. Um, because when we got into the airport and like looked at the big board, all pretty much everything that wasn't in or like about to get in was like canceled. So if, if the worst you dealt with was a fifteen to twenty minute delay, that, that, that that's nothing. Yeah, I, I can <laughs> consider yourself lucky. Uh, but this is a sports podcast mm-hmm. after all, so let, let, let's talk a little uh, bit about sports. What did you think of Petco and and what was the crowd like? Because I know the Padres sort of went went for it at the deadline, even though they're having a disappointing season with with, with the top payroll. Um, but what was the crowd like in, in that intense rivalry, and what was the ballpark like? So the crowd was—I mean, you can imagine 
a ton of Dodger fans came down. I mean, it's it's their shortest in you know shortest in division trip, and I guess shortest outside of going to the uh, Dodgers Angels Freeway Series. So, tons of Dodgers fans. Like it was, it almost sounded like it was split fifty fifty between Dodgers and Padres fans. But um, really lively atmosphere, a lot of fun. Um, you know, when the the we, the game again, the game we went to Saturday night, uh, the the Dodgers were up three one in the eighth inning, and then. Uh, kicked the baseball around for for about twelve batters there, and uh, Padres won eight to three. So when the when, when they turn it around, when the Padres turned it around and took the lead, basically the rest of the game was just beat LA chance, which was which I thought was kind of fun. Um, and but it, 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 that's, it, that's so cliche at this yeah. point almost. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the interesting thing was, uh, and I, I've noticed this, you know. I guess more. I, I notice this more in a casual sense with like if I ever go to like a Nats Orioles game, you always see you know people go with their friends. There's like you know one Nats fan, one Orioles fan, but a lot of people were going there together with their friends, and it was like one Padre fan, one Dodger fan, which I was not expecting. I thought it would be a lot more you know, of a stark division, but um, but yeah, it, w- it was just a very vibrant atmosphere. And obviously, Saturday night game, I think it was a national TV game too, so it was like sold out and really hopping you know in and around the park. Um, but Petco Park, man, is m- maybe knocking on the door of my favorite park I've ever visited. It was really cool. It's so many little, like, different, you know, nooks and crannies you can just kind of wander into and get lost in for a couple hours. It's, it's like, built into, like, the side of a building, isn't it? Or well, sort of? so so there, there's part of it is, like, this old, it's the Western Metal Supply Company uh, building is what what they call it, which I guess is what it used to be. Now it's just, like, a sort of party deck. Um uh, and so we, we didn't, cause you have to have a special ticket to go to those, to go to that. So we didn't, you know, we just walked by it. We didn't go in, but, um, actually no, the, the first level of that, of, of that building is a team store now. So we did like briefly pop our heads in there, but otherwise like we, we couldn't go there, but yeah, it's like, it's kind of very naturally fits into the downtown area. Um, I mean, like, you know, when you, when you see the outfield, like, or look, look out to the outfield, like you just see all the, 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 the tall buildings downtown. Um, but it, it it's very it, it all kind of fits and like especially it's basically like there's an area in uh, center field outside the center field area called Gallagher Square and it's basically like they just annexed like a city block and made it like this little park space where you can you know when when there's not a game happening apparently you can just like walk in and chill there but during games it's like a little hill that they bermed out and you can like put down like a picnic bike and just watch the game from there which is pretty awesome. And they've got, and it's like this whole little, you know, lively like street, you know, kind of street festival feel to it. Um, you know, there's there's a there's like an area that they literally call like like the Mercado, like the market, and it's and it's this old, and it's set up like it's a little sort of street market hall, and you can there's different vend, you know, different food vendors, and um, I think they have like they have like a live music section there as well. So it's just a really you know cool park. And what what, what um, other top parks have have you been to? So <laughs> that was ballpark number eleven overall, and I mean it, the the two that it's in comp, direct competition with are Camden Yards, obviously, and um, uh, PNC in Pittsburgh. Okay, right, PNC. Um, yeah, PNC is probably. I, I haven't been to any. I've been to Dodger Stadium, but that's yeah. that's an old park. But I haven't mm-hmm. been to Petco. I haven't been to AT and T or whatever they're calling San Francisco now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, PNC is probably the nicest park that I, that yeah. I've seen a game at. I would I would I would rank it number one in Pittsburgh. So. So so it's on that level. Yeah. And, I mean, when you look at Petco on TV, it would seem like a really cool park. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I'm not surprised that it would be on that level. But um, but it met your expectations. Yes, and then and exceeded them because again, like I said, there were just so many little 
offshoot areas that like it felt like mo- you know most parks have like a signature thing like how i, I don't want to like you know diminish camden yards because I, I love camden yards right it's one of my favorite parks and it's super you know the retro thing is really cool but like you've got the warehouse right and utah street Whereas like, you, you know, like Petco Park, there's like, you got Gallagher Square, there's like a little Hall of Fame plaza where it's like got all the San Diego Padres Hall of Famers. There's like a little history of San Diego baseball museum just like tucked into the stadium like that would be, you could easily walk past. And I know that because we did the first time we did the loop around the stadium. Um, there used to be the one, the one thing I'm a little disappointed they took away was there used to be like in the outfield area, there used to be like a little sort of sand pit beach area you could go down to. And now that's been replaced by just like a generic sort of bar lounge. Um, but yeah, and then you've got the market and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of on that level where it's like, there's just so many little different things to do. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Of course, the baseball is great too. And it's it, great is, sight lines. is the food good or is it just standard ballpark? Fare? Uh, apparently I, I was doing, before we went, I was doing some looking and apparently Petco Park is usually ranked number one in terms of like food because it's got the most like local food vendors. Um, Lots like, of like Hispanic, uh, Mexican, yeah, so Hispanic like, options. Yeah, or? so like we got tacos, from my, me and my dad, when we went, we got tacos from this like local place and there were these like gorgeous, like they were, uh, did you get them in the stadium or outside? No, the stadium? in the stadium. Okay. It was like, it was, um, it was a chicken al pastor. So it was like chicken and, but then they put on this really fancy, like, like corn salsa and it was like hibiscus, something like some like hibiscus flour sauce thing it was like so the offerings are way more than like a hot dog and yeah, popcorn yeah, and, a, and a burger right and, stuff and of like course that. They and ha- pizza the, yeah and of course they have that but a lot of it is like the, i think that the number of like just sheer number of like local like san diego based restaurants food stands whatever you want to call them like is i think pretty much is more than any other ballpark the, in the majors. Yeah, they have built-in yeah. advantages with their culture and their population. Right. So yeah. they, they, they incorporate into the ballpark uh, experience, of yeah. course. So so you went to the right game. You picked mm-hmm. a good game, uh, energetic, uh, entertaining. Uh, the stadium met expectations. Mm-hmm. So um, if you checked Twitter while you were away, you might have been surprised to see a clip from uh, uh, Nemeo <laughs> Field at Harry Grove Stadium uh, in, in a Frederick Ghost Towns game where – a ghost towns player actually went into the stands to confront a fan. Like, were were, were you rubbing your eyes as you, as you as you saw this, or were you were you just shocked? The, or I mean, to set it up a little bit, Rowdy Reed, the former Washington National, were you aware of Rowdy Reed and his yes. four, his fourteen games that he played uh, <laughs> over over two seasons with the Nationals as, as a catcher? Yes, he was the, uh, the because he was always like. There was a period of time where he was always like just the perpetual triple A guy where it was like, oh, man, in the post Wilson Ramos period, like we have like no good catchers. <laughs> so somebody's going to be coming up and it might be Rowdy Reed. And then he never did. And then he got suspended for PEDs, which right. was. <laughs> he, he, right. And, and, and I didn't know you were allowed to play uh, while you were in the minors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just applies to the major league. So I, I think he played in Fresno or wherever the Nats AAA affiliate was. <laughs> that one uh, god awful season. <laughs> that, that season when their AAA affiliate was in uh, clear across the country in California. Um, so anyway, Rowdy Reed, uh, it was an extra inning game, the ghost towns, uh, he was playing first base. I think he's been playing a lot of first for the, for the ghost towns, not just catcher. Uh, the ghost towns completed an inning, uh, double play. Reed catches the ball at first and then immediately starts trotting toward the dugout first base stands. 
Uh, and then he flips the, his glove um, toward the ghost town's dugout. And then the next thing you see, because the video was sort of spotty, uh, he's in the stands and, and ghost town's players and coaches and personnel are chasing after him. And he's confronting a fan who I guess was giving him the business throughout the game. And this clip went, it got some traction. Um, uh, you, you wouldn't go on Twitter and expect to see a, a viral clip, clip coming from a ghost towns game necessarily, but th this did. And I don't think it escalated more beyond him just getting in this fan's face. Uh, Cause it ended it was all over within a minute, but he was escorted down. And I I haven't checked every game since, but I don't think he's appeared for the ghost town since. He's a 29-year-old guy, and I'm wondering if his baseball career is maybe over at this point. Yeah, I don't I don't know. And again, I it, you know hard, far from far from me to speculate on 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 you know what's happened, especially because again, I uh, all I saw was 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 that clip randomly pop up, and I was like. Why is this on like not on like just some local Frederick thing and it's it's on like like all the big baseball like accounts are, are tweeting it. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was a story in the New York yeah. Post. They were they were playing the Long Island Ducks, so that, okay, that, that's yeah. probably part of the reason why the New York Post picked it up. But but the story appeared in the New York the, the New York Post at least had this on their website. Yeah. So I don't know if it made their print edition or not, but it was it was on their website. But this was this this was far from the malice in the palace and Ron Artest <laughs> and Stephen Jackson, but. But still, like, and apparently this fan might have been saying some horrible things to him. Like, yeah. you, you sort of empathize and understand that he's fed up with this fan, but you, you just call security over and say, hey, uh, tell this fan to knock it off or, 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 or remove yeah. the fan. You don't uh, take matters into your own hands and do this, so... Uh, this was not the right way to go about handling uh, a belligerent fan, and yeah, I mean, you you wonder if he just ended his uh, his baseball career by by going into the stands. So, but shock, I'm I'm sure you were shocked uh, to see a rowdy Reed uh, Spire City Ghost Towns clip. Uh, clear across the country on vacation. Yeah, that was certainly an unexpected surpri surprise. And and like, again, like I said, when I saw the clip at first, I'm like, oh, this just has to be like some random highlight, like the, the teams. Because again, obviously I follow the, you know, follow the team on Twitter. So I was like, the team maybe tweeted this out or like some local baseball something or other posted it. But then I'm like, oh, this is like, on like like the indie ball report and like this John is, Boy is, and this, I'm this, like this oh is, this, this is not this is not how the ghost hounds want to trend no unfortunately yeah but had, had you forgotten all about Rowdy Reed like had he had fallen had he fallen off the the face of your earth basically um, I mean before he got on the ghost before I saw he was going to be on the ghost hounds roster at the beginning of the year uh yeah because he he again he came up for like like you said it was 14 games or something over he was, over two seasons yeah he was eight, eight one year and like six the other yeah he was like like fine didn't do much, didn't move the needle much and then he kind and then he and then he his contract was up and they just didn't resign him. I, like, I think okay. he, i think he made and now he's kicking around the atlantic league yeah. or maybe not anymore but i think he made one start for the nats yeah. uh uh in mm -hmm. total like over the he made 14 appearances and i think one was the start so um so yeah the undistinguished career of rowdy reed comes to an unceremonious end um, but anyway, uh, fall sports are underway. I, I know you're really looking forward to the girls' flag football season. Uh, Urbana probably and, and Oakdale probably are, are a step or two ahead of the pack. Urbana for sure because because they've been doing this for um, for two or three seasons now, or really since the start of the pandemic. So, um, but 
Oakdale right behind him, and then maybe someone else can jump into the mix. Yeah, and I think that's just something we're going to have to kind of feel out as the season goes on because, you know, those are the only two where we, we kind of know or it's established. Like you said, obviously Urbana's, Urbana's like the one that basically originated this. And then when they had the little, you know, their little like pilot half-season tournament thingy last year that they did, uh, Oakdale won that. Okay. So. So the, those are really, like I said, the only two, I guess, known commodities. And then you've got to, and I mean, and again, you probably have to assume a lot of the, the, the typical the typical schools and some of the bigger schools are probably would, would do well. So like, you know, Linganore is probably going to have a lot of people and they'll probably be good. Middletown, Frederick, TJ, just because of size. I'm guessing Tuscarora probably will be somewhat decent. So, you know, I, I, I know I just listed like, I guess, half the schools. That no, no, there, but, but, but you do you do wonder yeah. about some of the smaller schools right. like that have smaller student bodies, mm-hmm. obviously. And like Brunswick has girls soccer and cross country and stuff. Can, like how, how mm-hmm. big will their girls flag football team be? Uh, because they're a small school gets uh, spread thin pretty quickly. Right. Catoctin sort of uh, the same way. So th- those are intriguing stories too, because how popular will the sport be uh, at, at some of those smaller schools? Um, but uh, football is underway. Uh, football practice is underway too. What What are you sort of looking for or expecting as, as the football season gets underway? I mean, I think everybody's kind of in uni- you know unanimous agreement that like Oakdale because they 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 lost very little from last year and their sort of pathway in three A cleared up that they're a. Uh, I I don't I don't want to go too far out ahead and say they're the outright favorite for the three A state title, but I would imagine they are one of the favorites and probably going to be the best team in the county this year. Yeah, because Frederick um, moved up to four A three A. Yes, uh, Leganor is still in three A. Yeah. Um, Damascus moved down to two A, which is the right. other big obstacle. Right. Um, yeah, so so the path is cleared for them uh, uh, to some extent. Yeah, and and then and then I guess the 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 next thing is to sort of see I guess how the next tier shakes out because like. You know, Frederick lost a lot, but also returns a good bit. They do have a new head coach, so we'll see it. You know, have to see how that goes. Um, Urbana, like all their offense is basically to replace, but their defense is still largely intact, and the Frasers are still there. So, you know, and again, they also have a new coach. So how that how's that going to go? Um, can Linganore rebound? You know, can Walkersville put something together? Same with like you know Brunswick. Now that they're in year three of you know year three of Ethan Hawk at quarterback. So they you know they were a state semifinalist last year and. Who's you know who's to say they can't they can't do that again this year? Um, the other under the radar interesting one, at least in terms of state prospects, is that Middletown did get bumped down to the two A one A hybrid region, um, and there I think they were the only uh, school that we had last year that changed a level to like a level that another team we had was not previously in. Okay, so I'm just curious because I don't know much about the, like the composition of that division so maybe they're in good position yeah, to I mean, go they're, far. They're, I mean they're, they were, they're always tough they have to replace Carson Smith who was yeah. not 80 percent of their offense yeah. but um um but they're they're always good right uh, and they'll, they'll, they'll find someone to be good mm-hmm. uh and 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 they'll find a way uh as they often do right so, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, almost half the schools in the county, half the public schools have new coaches. Um, uh, Urbana and, and two of the coaches have been coaches in the county before. Ryan Hines has been a coach at Walkersville and Urbana. Now he takes over Tuscarora. Dean Swank has been the head coach at Tuscarora before. Now he's at Urbana. So two of the coaches are experienced, but what about Bo Traber, uh, who, who's, who's new to the area? Uh, relatively a TJ, uh, first time head coach in the county. 
and uh, Pat Cadden at, at Frederick, uh, who has been on staff there for a few years. So the program's not new to him per se, but but this will be his first time <clears throat> as the uh, program's head coach. Uh, so lots of questions. Uh, things are underway. We're excited about that. We'll, we'll be talking to a lot of coaches and athletes and guests uh, over these next couple of weeks, over these next couple of months as, as, as the fall season unfolds here. Welcome back, sir. Glad to have you back. Glad you enjoyed your trip. Uh, but when we come back, we'll uh, bring on uh, Joe Polis, the head coach of the Walkersville Lions. So stay with us here on The Final Score. Well, by the time you listen to this, uh, football practice will be underway across Frederick County, including at Walkersville High. And my guest this week is the coach of the Lions, uh, Joe Polis. Coach, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Oh, yes. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Uh, how long have you been doing this now, Joe? Uh, this is my 29th season. Does, does it feel like 29 seasons at no. this point? It, it, it's, it, time goes by so fast. This will be my 14th year as head coach of Walkersville. Um, and now the time flies. It's crazy. 14 years at your alma mater, you've been the head coach. Yeah, it's been great. Um, uh, I've enjoyed every second of it. Um, I'm really excited for the uh, 2023 season. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what keeps you hanging on? Because you have, you have grown kids now. You haven't, had, you haven't had a kid in high school in a long time, uh, but yet you, you're still there at practice every day, putting in all the hours that all high school football coaches do. Just what, what, what keeps you hanging on so much? I think it's the relationships with the with the players and the coaches. Um you know, we have great kids at Walkersville, and I have a great coaching staff. I enjoy being around everybody, and uh, it just keeps bringing me back every year. Well, what do you love the most about it? Um, just just spending time with the guys. Uh, you know, I'm still a guy that loves practice, so when we're in season, I love love practice, teaching fundamentals of football, building relationships. But I also enjoy off season weight room, summer summer workouts. You know, it's really the whole thing. So I guess. You know, whenever whenever I feel like it's getting hard or I don't enjoy that stuff anymore, it'd be time to go. But right now, it's not that time. Okay. Uh, do you think the day will come, or are you just going to coach football uh, for forever and ever and ever? Well, I'm not sure. I promised my wife I would stop coaching when my son graduated. That was <laughs> a long uh, time ago, right? That was six, yeah, this <laughs> we were just talking six, about yeah, this. Six seasons, so. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens, I guess. It's to tell everyone how the boys are doing, uh, oh, Josh. Uh, and, uh, my, yeah. my family's great. My oldest son, Jake, uh, he just got married. Uh, him and his wife, uh, they live in Newmarket. Uh, they're both attorneys, uh, and they're expecting their first child in January. Grandpa Joe, we, Grandpa uh, we, Joe, we were talking right. about, but, but you're ready for it, though. I'm ready. I'm very excited. And you're going to throw a football to him probably uh, right. Right. Well, uh, shortly throw, after he's born. I'm going to throw a football to her. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a girl. We know that it is a girl. Great, hey. uh, Gracie Polis. Hey, she could play flag football. Uh, uh, what do you think of the whole flag football movement? No, I, here think flag, I think flag football is great. The more uh, you know, sports that are available, available for our female athletes, the better. Yeah, I mean, uh, do, do you think it, football, flag football with the girls is really going to catch on? I think it will. There's some excitement around it at Walkersville. I know the girls were out doing some stuff this summer, and everybody seems excited. And I, th- I feel like there's some excitement in the county. Also, I haven't been that involved, but I know that the, the Ravens are doing stuff with that, So, and, and they're involved. So that's going to build the excitement as well. Yeah. So the so practice is just underway by the time folks are uh, catching up to this. Uh, w- w- what do you enjoy the most about the first day of practice? Well, I just like, you know, getting back into it, having, you know, summertime is great, but, you know, there's vacations and people here and people there. I love having the whole team together for the first time. Also like being able to get some practices in um, before, before teachers have to report back to work, before school starts. 
last year, the first day of the season was the first day teachers had to work, so it made it kind of cramped and it was a little bit rushed. But this year, you know, we don't go back to the 17th, so we have about a, a week and a little bit to just spend the time with our team and, and our guys, so it's going to be really good. I mean, obviously the heat acclimation is new within the last five to ten years, but have you had to change the way you've practiced? I mean, it, it seems like in the NFL that you don't see two-a-days anymore. You don't see a lot of tackling to the ground in, in training camp. Have you changed the way you've, you've oh, practiced? Yeah, absolutely. We've definitely changed with the times. And, um, yeah, we follow all, all the restrictions and guidelines. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We, we, actually had to, we actually got the opportunity to have the 12 summer practices this year, so – you know, we got those in, so I feel like we're way ahead of the game. Um, you know, that was a new thing for the state, and that, and that was a, a great idea. So we're going to hit the ground running a little bit more this year than years past. Uh, how have you changed the way you practice uh, specifically? Well, I mean, you know, there is there is a lot less less contact in practice than it was, in, you know, in the mid-'90s when we first started out. Is, it, is, uh, that, is that good or bad? I feel like it's, 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 it's good. I mean, you know, all the things with player safety, the kids are – are bigger, stronger, and faster than they've ever been. They do a lot of training, so you know it's it's. I think it's a, I think it's a good thing to, to to keep their bodies fresh, and you know we want to we want to do all that stuff on Friday nights, and you know we'll do it when we scrimmage and that kind of stuff. So they don't they don't really need to prove it through the week. We just work on our fundamentals and positioning and and being in the right places, and then you know we'll go live a little bit in the summer but you know we're gearing up for that first friday okay but football obviously is a fit, very physical game the kids have to be ready to be physical uh september 1st when, when, when the season starts do you feel they are ready they are ready given the way the current practice climate yeah, is I, I think we will be ready yes I, I mean i feel like you know we we've been practicing this way for for a number of years um and i, I think it works I, I like i like our formula and I, and I think it helps the kids prepare for the games without being too beat up. So I think we we try to find the right balance there. Yeah, staff still in place uh, with Tyler Thompson? Yes, Tyler, Tyler's still there. Um, yeah, all the staff that was there last year is there. And then we've added a you know, former former T.J. Shepard player, former T.J. head coach Bobby Humphreys is joining our oh, staff oh, this Bob, But Bobby, awesome. Yeah, uh, he's a great guy. He's done a great job. Jump right in. Yeah, I mean, um, he, he had a – Tough, tough. He was dealt a pretty tough hand over at TJ. Yeah, uh, he's a, he's a good coach and he's a big addition to our staff, and we're super excited to have him there. Well, what's Bobby going to do for he's you? He's going to coach. Uh, he's going to coach tight ends and linebackers. Okay, and he brings a lot of energy, obviously. Yes, he does. And he's, you know, he lives in Walkersville, and he's got a. Uh, He's got four kids, three uh, boys. They all play, and they're all in the youth football program. So, yeah, uh, in, in, so the, in the Walkersville district. Yeah, Walkersville will, will they go to TJ? Because uh, can Bobby have kids that go to Walkersville instead of TJ? <laughs> it seems like it would kill him if, if his kids didn't go oh, to TJ. I don't know. You got to ask him that. I mean, he lives in Walkersville, so okay. hopefully they go to Walkersville. <laughs> they right. always have blue and gold, blue and gold clothes on. Okay, so. well, I'm, I'm sure. And I'm sure Coach Humphreys would be, would, would be fine with whatever. It, right. it, it, it's a it's a it's a fun spirited uh, rivalry. Uh, how how'd your summer go? How the how the seven on sevens go? And just uh, how'd your how'd your training go over the summer? Summer was great. Uh, training was great. We actually won one of the Ravens seven on seven. You did okay. We did. We have a lot of returning players uh, at re, at receiver. So uh, t- our two top receivers are back, Justin and, and, and Cody and Darius Banks. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. They did a great job and. and it's a strange situation, but we have our 2021 starting quarterback is back and our 2022 starting quarterback is back. Last year was Brad. Brad uh, Dawson and, right. and 2021 was Gavin Hughes. Okay. So they're both 
back well, on the roster now. Gavin did not play football last year. Yeah, or, he, did, uh, he did not play football last so year. So how'd you twist his arm to to, to get him back in the fold? <laughs> uh, he was excited to come back. He okay. was excited to come back, and he went to a couple of different schools last year, but he was excited to be back at Walkersville, and he had a great summer. He's done a great job. Okay, is is he? Are they competing for the job? No, absolutely, yeah, okay. absolutely. They've been switching in and out all summer. It's it's pretty even right now. So, but we tell them all, you know. Football is not for shorts and t-shirts; it's shoulder pads and helmets. So it'll all get decided here in in, in this pads, uh, right? For the first game. Uh, when when do you hope to have a decision? And when when do you hope to have someone in I place? Kinda, ideally, I mean, I it might kinda, not work out this way. I would kind of like to, to know for sure going into the second the second scrimmage, so we can treat it like a game week. Okay. If we don't, then definitely going into week one. Uh, I want to go through the schedule, but who but who are you scrimmaging? All right, we're scrimmaging. Uh, we always scrimmage Wild Lake, and I think Douglas is going to join us this year. So Wild Lake and Douglas. Okay. Down at Wild Lake that first Saturday, and then we have North Hagerstown, hopefully at home <laughs> for the second scrimmage. Okay. Um, you have North Hagerstown at, at scrimmage, and then you open the season against uh, Liberties. Uh, you, you know, yeah, Liberty uh, that's, that's a pretty tough opener, is it not? Right. They actually beat us last year. Um it's been a good rivalry, and we've played them every year. I've been the head coach. Um, you know, a lot of the times we were able to, we were able to win that game, but a couple of times they've beaten us, and one of them was last year, and they beat us pretty good. So. Yeah, I mean, they've had some good teams recently. I mean, I, I know the one year, uh, 2018, I believe it was, when, when Oakdale had their really good season. Uh, I think Liberty had a run, and Oakdale was one of the first teams right, to, that was, to, uh, to, to knock them off. That was so. the first year, 2018 and 2022 are both years that they beat us and they had really good seasons. All right. Uh, so, so Liberty's your opener on the road, so so that'll be a test right out of the gate. Uh, then you go to Poolsville, uh, who, you, who you've played in the playoffs right. recently. We just played them in the playoffs. They actually come to us. We play Poolsville home, um, and we're excited about that. We're, we're very fortunate to get that game. And then week three, we go to Linganore. Yeah, you always have Linganore early. We always uh, have Linganore early. It's always on but, a weird week. It's a Thursday night game. So Yeah, that, that's because of the... the, the, the ESPN, the, 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 the ESPN game. Is, no. It, yeah, no, it is the, it is the ESPN <laughs> game. But, the but, Ocho. But, but, but yeah. I think they're the Ocho, ESPN, the Ocho, yes. Uh, but I think there's a, a, a Jewish holiday. Jewish holiday. That Friday, way. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so that pushes the game to Thursday. Did I mean it is what it is? But but knocking you out of your routine a little bit. I mean, I mean, coaches don't generally like that. But no, does, it, does it bother you or? Uh, it doesn't. It we obviously don't like it. But you know, the, in situations where everybody's in the same boat, it uh, you know they're playing uh, the Friday before and they play Thursday. So we we have the same prep week. So. I mean, it's it's fair, so right. It's not it's not the. I'm not sure if you talked to Coach Connor. He'd much rather play on Friday too, but right. It is what it is. It's you know, yeah. We're both in the same boat, so we'll we'll both get ready and we'll, we'll be ready that night on Thursday. So you you guys, I mean, you you, you don't duck people on your schedule. You you you, you never have. Uh, you have uh, Ligonor away, and you guys are a two A school, and you're 2A. playing three A Ligonor. Then you have Westminster at home. Is Westminster a new addition to the schedule? Westminster, yeah, Westminster is a new addition. Uh, you know, Frederick County likes to shake things up uh, schedule-wise. So, you know, we've got TJ and Tuscarora were taking off our schedule. Um, you know, we offered a player banner. Banner wouldn't play us. So, uh, why, why, why not? you got to ask them. That's, right, that's another banner I'll, thing. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll ask Dean about that. So. <laughs> right, they wouldn't play us. And then, uh, so, you know, Westminster uh, agreed to play. So, 
But but they're four they're four A aren't they or three A? Uh, I think they're three A. Okay, but still but, you, oh, yeah, you, 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 you're punch, you're punching up a weight class there. Uh, then you play Frederick High, who's a borderline four right. uh, A school. Three A four A this year, right? Okay. Uh, so so you're punching up a weight class there, and they they they're coming off their uh, awesome season. Yeah, they'll be good again. Yeah, and but you, but you get them at home. You're at Lake and right. but then you get Westminster and Frederick, Frederick at, at home. And then uh, then you're um, playing. Um, I'm missing a game on the schedule here. Uh, well, do, do, some, do you know some, who you play after Frederick? Right, it's some kind of order. I always focus just on the first quarter, but uh, of the season, the first four. But you know, we have we go to Brunswick and Catoctin, and we have Oakdale at home and Middletown at home. You do play Oakdale, okay? Right. Um, uh, and Oakdale's obviously Oakdale's uh, very good. Uh, loaded this year. Right. I Middletown's mean, very good. Catoctin will be improved. And Brunswick has all their guys back. So yeah, but Brunswick has a three a three year starter at quarterback. <laughs> right. So your schedule your schedule's loaded. I mean, uh, loaded. there's no doubt about it. But but now that the schedule is less important, that you sort of like that probably because it prepares you for the playoffs, right? Well, yeah, you like you like to play hard teams, but you know, obviously, um, you want to have a, a better record. You know, we had a very good team last year, but you know, we started off zero three. Uh, we got hot at the end. We won two playoff games, but then when it came to the reseed, you know, our record wasn't great, so we were eighth. And when we went to Mill for Mill, who was one, they ended up, you know, being the two A state champion. So the but, better you but, but, but that was a good game, though. Yeah, we were winning seven six, and we we had our chances in the second half, but we didn't. Yeah, a mistake here, a mistake there. You can't. Right. You, then they you, stopped, can't, then you right. can't make against a good team, obviously. Right. They, well, you know, it was fourteen. Yeah, fourteen seven, and you know they stopped us at the goal line. So yeah, we had a chance to make it fourteen fourteen in the fourth quarter, right? Uh, but I mean, you might not have played this schedule a couple of years ago, right? Because one or two losses that that could jeopardize your well, we your, don't get your, a lot of playoff con- chances. We don't get a lot of control over our schedule. I mean, you don't? No, I mean we we take who we can, but you know the county kind of manipulates some things, and you know we have you know TJ's three miles from our school, but we don't play them. We don't play Tuscarora. But but in the old playoff system, you probably would have taken this schedule and slammed it on Sonny Joseph's desks. Sonny's been great for us. It's not That's not on Sonny. That's no, a, no, I, that's I know. But, thing, but, 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 but still, like. Oh, it would have made it tough. Yeah, but, especially but, when, uh, you know, you think about um, some of those some of those uh, 2A West. It was, it was the mat one year, was we were 10-0 and we were second. It was the, uh, Damascus one. Uh, Walkersville was two. Oakdale with Colin Slee and all them junior year was three. Yeah, and they, and they and, had like one loss and, and they couldn't get yeah, a home game. The only so. team they lost to was us. Right. Twice, yeah. but they, yeah, they were they were three plays away from being a state championship team that year too. And then I think Liberty was the four seed that right. year. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about everyone making the playoffs, but but at least when it comes to the schedule, it seems like there's less ducking. Like your team, because Teams would duck. Teams teams would duck Walkersville High School because right. they they didn't they didn't want to play a good yeah. team and, and lose and ruin their playoff chances. But right. it seems like there's less ducking going on uh, since everyone makes the playoffs now, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you, 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 you don't duck you don't duck anyone. So we maybe, don't duck anybody. Maybe, but, maybe, you know, maybe I'm asking the wrong guy. Right. But it's, it's just interesting that there's three. You know, there's ten teams in the county. We don't play three of them. That's yeah, interesting to me. Okay. Um, do you like Do you like it? That everyone makes the playoffs, or do, or do you like the old system better? Or um, we're, we're a couple of years into I this like, now. I like the I like a combination. I mean, I didn't, I'll never you never get it perfect. Right. So I I do I will take this one. I always like the ten game regular season just because the every other year and it seems like we've had it more than others where you only get four home games 
and then one of them's homecoming, and one of them's senior night, and one of them's youth night. So you have one regular home game. So I like the ten games, but I do like the the reseed of the after the after after, the, after the quarterfinals. After the quarterfinals, yeah. Okay. Um, so, so the schedule's tough. You got, you got, you guys will have to be ready. Uh, you're figuring out the quarterback situation. You have, you have, uh, the receivers back. Um, but Walkersville is always known for its running game, O-line, physical football. That's always been your bread and butter. Um, who are we looking at as far as well, the offensive backfield? Okay. Running back. We have, actually, we have, uh, our second leading rusher, uh, Demarcus Ross. He's back. Um, a guy named Mason Clark, who was in the mix, running the ball, he got injured and missed a good part of the season. He's back, and then uh, Ron, Ronnie Lopez graduated. Ronnie right? graduated. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then you know we had probably the best JV running back in the county, uh, Jordan Bennett. So he's moving up. He's 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 a big dude. So we're excited to see him run the ball. Well, will, will it be a stable like it always is? Yeah, we'll switch uh, those, uh, for, those for you guys. Right, yeah, those guys will switch in and out, and uh, uh, for sure. Uh, Jordan and Mason will play on defense. So, you know, when they're when they're tired or whatever, Demarcus is very good. He'll get he'll get the carries. Uh, how how big is the roster uh, this year? Uh, there uh, we have forty guys right now. Forty, okay. Mm-hmm. So you won't there won't be a ton of two way or there'll, there'll be a, a, uh, a, a mix of it or we'll, we'll uh, try. We're going to try to develop some depth. I mean, okay. Both uh, our our receivers play defensive back, so they're they're in there right now, and Mason plays defensive back. Okay. Uh, you guys are known for how well you play up front. Uh, how, are the, how, are, how are the lines looking on both sides of the ball? We feel like our offensive line is going to be pretty good. Um, our best lineman last year was a sophomore. His name is Logan Boston. And obviously, he's returning. Um, is, is most of the line back? or um... from, from, tight end, from tight end to tackle, four out of six are back. Okay, nice. Our tight end, A.K. Whippy, Logan Boston, our center, John Evans, and then uh, – one of our one of our guards it comes back, so it's, it's pretty good. And will will those guys play on the D line as, as well? Some of those guys, or yeah, Logan will for sure. Um, you know, we have a D Prodham, uh, Owen Carlson. He's a, he is a guard. He'll also play on the D line as well. Yeah, and, and how are you looking at linebacker and secondary and, and... well, secondary we got some guys that uh that play. Tristano and Darius and Mason all played. Um, a good bit. Jaden Sassu was also back. He was a starter. So all four guys in the back played, either started or, or played a lot last year. Um, linebacker, Wyatt Gearhart played a little bit of everything for us last year. He's going to settle in inside linebacker as well as uh, Jordan Bentz. So uh, we, we lost our two starting linebackers. So those guys are filling in for them there. If you guys look at your last eight seasons, I mean, you've been remarkably good and consistent. I mean, champ, state champs in 2016, 17. You might have even been better, but but, but you're the best team. Uh, seven, you might have been better, but you ran into that great Damascus team, and you had that weird 12 men on the field situation. Right. That that famous playoff game at Damascus, which was a one seven nothing or seven three seven three. So. An amazingly low-scoring game, but but an amazingly entertaining game given the score. Uh, 2018, you, you lost everyone from those great teams, but but you still won four games. You right. you were four and six and 18 since then. Seven and four and 19. That's a winning record. Five and two in the spring COVID year, uh, and you guys were the best team I think going into those last couple weeks. I think yeah, you the won, COVID you won year. Lake and we, or, yeah. Right, we won. We beat. We won our first. 
You won your first, first five, right? First four or five. Yeah, and then, and then, and then Middletown got you at the end, Middletown right? Middletown beat us twice. Okay. They, they, won the, they were the county champs. So we were county. We were runners-up in the county in the COVID season, but we were very good. Right. And, 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 and then, so were they. Right. And, and then uh, 21, you're 7-5 and five last year. You're, you're After the 0-3 start, you're 6-6. Six and six. Right. What would you attribute that consistency to? Why, why have you guys been so good? I, I think it's just, you know, we talked about a little bit about it. Earlier, you know, all the time we put in in the off season, the kids uh, buy into the weight program. You know, we start working out in January and try to build it all the way through. You know, we're we're, we're working four days a week in the summer, either with weightlifting, conditioning, or seven on seven, and uh, it just I think it prepares everybody for the season. And you know, we have this you know a consistent offense and defense and um, game plans and, and and philosophy. So I think it just it just builds on itself in the and the kids know what to expect, and they believe in it. Uh, I mean, do you, do you have a line? I mean, the kids probably weed some of the kids probably weed themselves out, but 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 you set expectations, and and I mean, the kids know what they have to do to sort of play for you, right? Right, absolutely. Anybody, I mean, you know, anybody that's willing to put in the work, we we want them in our program. Absolutely. Yeah, they don't have to be in all, in all pro or, no, or, or, or no, had, anything like that. Yeah, we've had all kinds of, of guys uh, contribute over the years. But you say, give me the kid, and we'll make them better, no, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We we develop our guys. Um, you know, it's a, it's a smaller school, so you know whatever we get is usually what we have, and you know it's, it's up to us to make them better. Uh, well, what will the football look like this year? You guys will be pretty balanced on offense, run heavy. I mean, with the with the quarter with an experienced yeah. quarterback and the receivers, might you might you throw a little more? Or? Yes, it's going to look a little different. We will throw a little bit more, uh, uh, way more three wide receiver sets. If you saw us against uh, Brunswick or Middletown last year, that's what we're going to look like. Um, you know, we like both our quarterbacks. We love our receivers, and you know that's that's we're going to. You have to play to the strengths of your team, and that's what that's our strengths. And we do have good backs, but we want to we want to spread the defense out a little bit, make them cover us, and then, and then we can run the ball inside. Well, what's the value of having an experienced quarterback back there? Well, it's just it's just them being able to make all the throws, being able to 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 you know make plays in, in big situations, um, keep their poise. You know, you know. We play a lot of good teams, but just for them, for example, you know, going to at Linganore week three, you know, there'll be tons of people there and, you know, being able to to command the offense and make the plays that are need to be made in a, in a huge situation. And both those guys have, have done it multiple times. You guys always play Linganore tough, and you, all, you often play weird games over there. Wasn't it one year where it was, like, pouring rain and, like, some – and you, you went for two because uh, it was going to be dicey kicking or uh, – No. Uh, we, all, all these years are running together I in my like mind. I, but, yeah, um, I yeah, we didn't go for two. We, you did, you we, did. we actually okay. point got blocked. It was over. It, 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 it went to overtime, okay. yeah. zero zero. It was yeah, pouring, pouring rain. Yeah, no one, no one could do anything because of the because right. of the weather. Like it was we, impossible to move the ball. We both scored in overtime. They they scored first, kicked and made it. We kicked and uh, we didn't. Make, it got blocked. Right. Who's who's going to be good? Every everyone again in the county, or uh, <laughs> I can't think of anybody that's going to be bad. I mean, right. at least that we play that. Right. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, your schedule's loaded, and and even the smaller schools. Uh, not a good. Uh, yeah. Brunswick has, has again has a three year starter quarterback, and they and they've been good. Catoctin uh, had Coach Rich on last week, and he's optimistic that his team's going to get better. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Frederick County football is great. It's exciting to be a to be a part of it. Yeah. And what what are, you, what are you looking forward to the most about the season? Um, just getting back out there with the guys and, and you know, looking forward to competing. 
uh, against the other schools. Uh, you know, the first game is going to be very exciting. So, you know, we can't, you know, we're obviously excited to put the work in and practice. But, you know, I think it's uh, September 1st is that first Friday. We're looking forward to it. And North North is a scrimmage game? North Harrison. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's home. They're, they're, they're coming to you? Yeah. Okay. And that's another big school that, that you're well, playing, too. Is there a method to your madness there where, where you, like, to uh, schedule the bigger schools? Or, again, no, 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 just, no one right, else will play you. We're just taking who, who, who we can get. And, you know, scrimmages, we're looking for somebody that's fairly close. Okay. What will be the key for Walkersville football this year? What, what, what will you guys have to do to have a – what do you deem a successful season? Well, I think we gotta gotta start by playing good fundamental football. I think that we need to stay healthy. Um, you know, we have the talent. I think to to make another deep playoff run, and that you know that's that's the goal. I mean, you know, for me, it's to you know we want to get a good seed going into the region. We have a tough region, um, you know, and then trying trying to you know see where what happens when you can get to that final eight. That's always exciting, and then the matchup there or someone else around the state. Do you manage? I mean, you practice differently just because of the you're adapting to the times and and, and the way p- kids train now and the health protocols and stuff. But now that everyone makes the playoffs in Maryland, do you do you manage the season differently? No, not really. We're trying okay. to win every single game. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. yeah. But you're you're not holding back. Like we're in the playoffs. Let's let's not do this or let's hold. Let's not. No, play this we don't kid. really yeah. hold. We don't really hold anything back. We're trying every week. We try to do whatever we can to win the game. Right. You're you're pretty simple and straightforward, Joe. That's what I like about you. You you you, you, don't, you don't complicate things too much, or it doesn't seem like you overthink things right, uh, very right. much. I'm probably not smart enough to do that. So. <laughs> no, I, I, I bet you are. But but you're like, hey, let's just go play football and and keep keep it simple. That's a big part of your right. philosophy, right? Yes, absolutely. Because you don't because you don't want to get things too scrambled up, uh, I guess, and confuse kids too much. <laughs> right. I know. Absolutely not. And, you know, at the end of the day, football is about blocking and tackling and the team that blocks the best and tackles the most, yep. I mean, wins almost every single time. Right. It helps to have some good players, but you guys you guys always do. And, and you, you definitely have some uh, this year, too. What are, you, what are you looking forward to the most about season getting started? Well, I'm just I'm just excited to see our guys get, get the opportunity to play. And, you know, we have, it's been – you know, January, uh, I can't remember the exact date, but, you know, mid-January has been a long time. They've been working, and, you know, we had a great summer. It's nine weeks of summer workouts, and, you know, I just, I'm just excited to see them get out on the field and compete against another school. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, competing against – you guys have been banging heads against each other. Like, right. that, that, that scrimmage is nice because you get to hit someone yeah, else, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Well, thanks for coming in, sir. Oh, no, um, uh, for look forward to the start of the season. Uh, Joe Polis, uh, uh, 14 years now, is the uh, coach of the uh, Walkersville Lions, and uh, they, they should uh, be in position to have another really good season. So, Joe, thanks again. Oh, no, thank you for having me. And uh, thanks to Alexander Dacey for coming on earlier, talking Frederick County Sports, uh, to my producer, Graham Cullen, uh, who, who puts the podcast together uh, each and every week, and all of you uh, for checking us out. Uh, appreciate you listening. And we'll be back with another episode uh, previewing the fall sports season, uh, football in particular here in Frederick County. So stay with us. Have a great week, everyone. And thanks for listening to The Final Score.